You're listening to the Elvis Ultimate Fan Channel Podcast, the channel that is devoted 100% to the life and career of the biggest selling recording artist of all time, with your host, Steve Francis. Hello and welcome to Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. In this episode, I am featuring the recording sessions for Elvis's 1975 album, Today. It was Elvis's 22nd and final studio album, and was recorded in RCA Studio C, Los Angeles, California, on March the 10th to 12th, 1975. The last time he was in Studio C was March 1972, when he recorded the well-known hits Burning Love, Always On My Mind and Separate Ways. It also served as the rehearsal venue for the MGM documentary Elvis on Tour. In advance of these sessions, the studio took delivery of an ivory Yamaha baby grand piano. This would be used to great effect on a couple of numbers recorded during the next three days. March the 10th, 1975 was a Monday and Elvis arrived at the studio a little after 8pm that evening with his daughter Lisa Marie and his girlfriend Sheila Ryan. Fans caught a glimpse of Elvis playing with Lisa in the backseat of the limo as he was driven from his home on Monovale Drive to the studio. The studio band were the same musicians he used on stage in Las Vegas and on tour. James Burton, John Wilkinson on guitars, vocal and guitar was Charlie Hodge, bass was Duke Bardwell, drums Ronnie Tutt, Glenn D. Harden and Tony Brown on piano, clavinet David Briggs and Greg Gordon, and the backing vocals were provided by Voice. Producer Felton Jarvis and engineer Rick Ruggieri were standing by in the control room. The session began at 9pm. First up was Fairy Tale, written by R&B group The Pointer Sisters. Three takes were recorded, with the last being selected for the master. Here's take two. I'll pack up all my things and walk away I don't want to hear another word you have to say I've been waiting for so long I just found out there's something wrong And nothing will get better if I stay The song offered a good opportunity for blending voices, but Elvis had to struggle to control his high notes, which suggested that he might have done better in a lower key. At midnight they took a half-hour break, and then they began on the next song, the Tom Jones number, Green Green Grass of Home. The song, written by Curly Putnam, had first caught Elvis's attention when he heard it on George Klein's WHBQ radio show while driving home from California for Christmas in 1966. Elvis had stopped repeatedly to have Joe Esposito call from phone booths along the way to get George to play it again and again. Here's take two, which is a false start. Listen out and you can hear someone ask Elvis does he need water before he launches into the third take. The old hometown Looks to say all at the time. Want some water, Elvis? No, I'm okay. Looks the same 
As I step down on the train And that I meet me Is my mama and my papa Down the road I look And there runs Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries It's good to touch the green, green grass of home Yes, and they'll all come to meet me Arms reaching, smiling sweetly Oh, it's good to touch the green, green grass of home Take 5 was selected for release the song was released as a single twice with a different B-side. Once with the song Thinking About You that had been recorded two years earlier at the Stax Recording Studios in Memphis and the other time backed with Make the World Go Away, a recording from June 1970 that had been recorded at RCA Studio B in Nashville. Around 2am, Felton Jarvis began to cajole Elvis into recording Billy Swan's worldwide hit from the previous summer, I Can Help. Elvis joked, I'm tired of it. Billy Swan, my ass. Then, after a false start, proceeded to nail it on the second take, which was the only one they completed. Playback sounded a little bare, but Felton knew he could deal with that later by overdubbing more instruments. Billy Swan, a friend of Felton's and a longtime fan of Elvis, was thrilled by the recording. After the session, Felton gave him the socks Elvis had worn that day, and Billy still has them today. How Felton came to be in possession of them is not known. Everyone took another 30-minute break at 3.30am, and then Elvis said to his girlfriend, Step up here, Sheila. Let me sing this to you, baby. It was the beautiful ballad, And I Love You So, written by Don McLean. It had been a top 30 hit for Perry Como two years before. Step here, Sheila. Let me sing to you, baby. And I love you so The people ask me how How I've lived till now I tell them I don't know 
guess they understand How lonely life has been But life began again The day you took my hand Yes, I they easily could have stopped after the first take, as it was just so perfect. Take 5 was used for release. It was 7am when this recording was completed, and it brought the first night of recording to a close. Everyone regrouped at the studio the next evening, Tuesday, March 11th at 9pm. They began work with the cover of a Don Reed song, Susan When She Tried. Elvis had arrived at the studio that evening in a good mood and had fun fooling around with the song. I got over Charlotte Thompson, Goldie Johnson, Lord, they done me wrong. I took it hard, Peggy Fleming. <laughs> Peggy Lipton? No, no. <laughs> I got a whole new list, wait a minute. Sorry. Get it right, uh, Duke. Damn, man. I got over Charlotte Thompson. Holy Johnson, Lord, they done me wrong. I took it hard with Peggy Harper. She hurt me bad, ooh, but not for long. There's just one I remember makes me feel funny down inside. I trade them all for just an hour. Of Susan when she tried. Oh, After six takes, they were satisfied and moved on to the next song, the Jerry Chestnut rocker, T-R-O-U-B-L-E. It was destined to be the first single lifted from the album a month after the sessions. The track makes great use of the brand new Yamaha Baby Grand Piano I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. It added a glorious tonal quality to the recording. Here's take one. Take 4 was the master and Elvis overdubbed a harmony vocal onto this take before he was happy with the track. Whoa! 
The good mood carried over into a jam that Elvis and the band jumped into, catching the control room by surprise. Engineer Rick Ruggieri pushed the record button and captured most of the jam. As the recording breaks down, Elvis realises he's hungry and can be heard asking the band if they're hungry also. After they had eaten, they recorded another Jerry Chestnut song in just one take. It was the hauntingly beautiful Woman Without Love. Here's the undubbed recording. Her eyes tell the story so well she tries hard to hide so little expected too often neglected a woman stripped of her pride always so careful not to cry until I fall asleep Then there in the silence She lies with a tear on her cheek The final track recorded this day was the Joe Morris song Shake a Hand. Originally recorded by Faye Adams in 1953, her version stayed at number one on the U.S. Billboard R&B chart for nine weeks. Just leave it to me.
Shake a hand, shake a hand. Shake a hand, shake a hand. Elvis obviously knew this song well from his youth and all four takes he recorded were complete, the final one being used as the master. At 7am the session was wrapped up and everyone went home to catch up on some sleep. During the second night's recording, Elvis had expressed an interest in covering Cal Smith's current hit, Country Bumpkin. She said, hello, Country Bumpkin. How's the frost out on the pumpkin? Seen some sides, but man, you're something. Where'd you come from, country bumpkin? Felton couldn't see Elvis singing the song, but after a long rehearsal, he agreed to send his wife Mary out to buy the record and transcribe the lyrics. When Elvis showed up at the studio that night, Felton handed him the lyric sheet and asked with some trepidation when Elvis wanted to do the song. Elvis looked at him as if he was crazy. Country bumpkin? I ain't no country bumpkin. There's an expletive in there also, which I won't repeat. Elvis had obviously changed his mind about recording the song. With that out the way, the third and final night's recording, Wednesday, March 12th, began at 9pm with the Greg Gordon song, Bringing It Back. Tony Brown, Voice's new piano player, had played on the demo and he was invited to observe this session. Someone had told him that Elvis liked the piano playing on the demo and when David Briggs announced that Tony was in the control room, before he knew it, he found himself playing on the session. This is my own personal favourite from the album. When take two breaks down, Elvis cracks a joke. Three. Next piano player. Four takes were done, only three of them were complete, take four being the master. A 30-minute break began at midnight, and then they began work on what would be the final recording of the sessions, the melancholy Troy Seals ballad, Pieces of My Life. Elvis seemed to have been saving this till last, 
as it gave him another chance to sing about his regrets, and the sincerity and determination with which he performed the song suggested that he had more than a few himself. Water glass full of whiskey Women that I never knew Lord, the things I've seen and done Most of which I'd be ashamed No, 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 no This would be three A water glass full of whiskey Women that I never knew All the things I've seen and done Most of which I'd be ashamed to tell I don't know how it started That's what makes a man a man, I guess Now I'm holding on to nothing Trying to forget Take Four was the master, and Elvis kept all the musicians waiting at full session rate while he listened to the playback at least 30 times. Felton was hoping for more recordings, but Elvis seemed determined to only give RCA the bare minimum of tracks, just enough for a 10-track album. All hope of any more recording being done was lost when early in the morning the session was interrupted by Beach Boy Brian Wilson. He had been recording a solo album next door and had insisted on meeting Elvis. The meeting created an instant commotion that prevented any further recording taking place and the sessions were abandoned. The next night saw the beginning of rehearsals for the upcoming Las Vegas engagement. Five of the new songs from the sessions were selected, as well as older numbers like Tomorrow Night and Wear My Ring Around Your Neck. As usual, there were a number of unrecorded songs that Elvis felt could work in the show but never became regular features. Songs like Susie Q, You Can Have Her and You're the Reason I'm Living. Before any kind of overdubbing could happen, Felton and his engineer, Rick Ruggieri, spent two full days after the sessions preparing a batch of rough mixes. The outcome was intended for reference purposes only, but when Elvis got to hear the content, he took it to be the finished product and he blew his top. Guitarist John Wilkinson recalls him saying, You know, if I was smart, I'd leave RCA and go to White Whale. They were a small Hollywood record company at the time. He continued, I bet I could find a job someplace. I bet somebody would hire me. The solos and fills had yet to be added along with EQ and compression, and the bass playing was proving to be a bone of contention too. The musician responsible, Duke Bardwell, had replaced Elvis's regular bass player, Jerry Sheff, in 1974. Duke got off to a bad start in Vegas when a loud hum in his amplifier annoyed Elvis on opening night. 
Anxious to fit in, he thought he had finally arrived when Elvis presented him with his own TCB pendant after the Memphis show. In fact, Elvis wasn't very impressed with his playing. Their personalities didn't seem to click either. Eventually, Felton erased all the bass parts Duke recorded at these sessions, either at Elvis's instigation or with his consent, replacing them with new recordings by Elvis's proven old friends Mike Leach and Norbert Putnam. T-R-O-U-B-L-E would be Duke's only surviving record master with Elvis, and then only because RCA rushed it out as a single before Felton could get to the overdubbing. The overdub sessions were held the following month on April 8th, 9th, 10th and 14th at Quadraphonic Sound Studio in Nashville. Along with replacing all the bass parts, extra guitars were added along with a brass and string section. Female backing vocals were overdubbed too, using the Holiday Sisters Mary and Ginger, plus Lee Jane Berenati and Elvis's old friend from the early days, the lady with the beautiful soprano voice, Millie Kirkham. The album was released on July 7th, 1975, to a lukewarm reception. For the LP sleeve, RCA used an on-stage photograph of Elvis taken two years previously at the Omni Coliseum Atlanta, Georgia, on July 3rd, 1973. Sales of the album were poor, peaking at 57 on the US chart and 48 in the UK. The singles lifted from the album failed to create hits either. T-R-O-U-B-L-E, backed with Mr. Songman from the Stack Sessions two years earlier, only made 35 in the Billboard Top 40 and 31 in the UK charts. Bringing it back, coupled with Pieces of My Life, fared even worse, reaching only 65 on Billboard's Hot 100 and failing to chart in the UK. The Green Green Grass of Home performed the best of all the singles from the album. Even though it failed to chart in the US, it was a top 30 hit in the UK, peaking at number 29. When Elvis left the RCA recording studio at 6363 Sunset Boulevard, no one knew at the time that he would never again step foot inside a professional recording studio. The sessions held in the Jungle Room at his Graceland mansion the following year could only be classed as professional home recordings at best. An unequalled recording career that began 22 years earlier at Sun when he walked into that tiny studio to record My Happiness for his mother was over. That's all for this episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. You can contact me via email at ElvisTheUltimateFanChannel at gmail.com. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. My podcasts are available on all good podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and iHeartRadio, to name just a few. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will join me next time on Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel podcast. <laughs>